0: The Bucs make it 12 straight wins, beating the Chicago Bulls on the road in the last game before the All-Star break, but maybe it came at a little bit of a cost, a scary moment when Giannis left the game early with a right wrist injury. We do have a little bit of an update from the post game, so we're going to obviously talk about Giannis to start this show, but then we've got to show some love to the big fella Brooke Lopez and the little fella, Javon Carter, who was just ridiculous out there on the offensive end, so the Bucs win again, we love that, leading into the All-Star break.
1: Max him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Down!
0: this Kane Pippen. you can see and hear me on this show Monday to Friday and also find my work over at ESPN and alongside me, the founder of BrewHoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden, for today's show that is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started and we thank everyone for making Locked On Bucks your first watch or first listen of every day and maybe you're tuning into this show or listening to this show with a little bit of anxiety after Giannis went down and exited this game early with a right wrist injury, an awkward fall into the basket stanchion. That is obviously the big story out of this game. But we thank everyone anyway for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe, hit like, turn notifications on, uh, and make sure you comment in the YouTube. That helps us as well. And you guys are starting to argue with each other now in the YouTube comments. That's that's what we love to see. A bit of uh, the, the fans getting together and interacting Frank. But this game, the Bucks win pretty comfortably in the end, 112 to 100. But that's not very the big story. Giannis only plays nine minutes and exits early with this wrist injury.
1: Well, I mean, the last time a Buck had a wrist injury, I mean, Chris Middleton only missed six months, right? So <laughs> how bad can it be? Sorry. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, all we've heard in the postgame was an indication that the x-ray was clean, quote-unquote clean. And uh, I think Bud referred to, uh, uh, there was some hopeful thinking uh, after after the examination. So, I mean, who knows, right? I think the, uh, you know, the, the, with the x-ray stuff, I mean, they can do that in buildings now, you know, in, in the arenas now. So um, if they hadn't told us that, it obviously would have been very concerning. Um, but, you know, could there be ligament damage or I don't know? um, that, that's really, I think probably the concern at this point. Uh, um, and so, yeah, I mean, we don't know. Right. Um, I think timing wise, it, it couldn't come at a better time in terms of, you know, this coming right before the all-star break. Um, you know, I obviously Giannis has spoken about how he wants to really appreciate every chance to play in the all-star game and kind of take, take advantage of, of those, that honor and, and, you know, um, Create, create some memories uh, in these all-star games. He's got the skills challenge with his brothers uh, as well that was planned for Saturday night. Presumably all that's out the window now. I you know, I don't know, it didn't seem like um, I mean I don't think we've ever seen Giannis come out of a game with a like a hand wrist injury before. It's usually been, always been like ankle injuries, you know, turns his ankle and then we've had a few few instances where he's had to come out of a game for that. But um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. But he's got, you know, eight days before the Bucks next play a game. So hopefully that is a, a nice little break for him to recharge. And honestly, if he didn't pleasant play in the all-star game at this point, like I, I'm fine with that, just given the knee and kind of all the other stuff that, um, you know, he deals with over the course of a season, even absent uh, this new injury. If he was just going to sit out the all-star game, you know, for no good reason, I'd say, Hey, great. <laughs> Totally, totally fine you know get just recharge your batteries a little bit but um but anyway so hopefully it's just a minor thing and you know by next week he'll be ready to go and back in the lineup as the bucks look to extend the winning streak to 13 uh in in a week but um you know until until we hear something a bit more conclusive about no structural damage and you know that he just needs to give it a few days off um i will I will be checking Twitter somewhat nervously and until that happens.
0: Yeah, a couple of quick other things when it stands to this injury or comes to this injury. When he first went down, because he, he the camera angle wasn't perfect and he sort of hunched over and because he's, he's holding his hand and like it's around the knee area, I was like, oh, my goodness, how did he land on his knee? I was thinking, is this another knee injury? And then you see it's the hand. And we've seen him quite a few times, whether he gets his hand caught on the rim or in someone's jersey, shorts, whatever. And, and to this point, he's been able to avoid anything serious. But you see him often holding his hand and trying to shake that off. So hopefully it's nothing major. I don't really read anything into, as you pointed to They check the x-rays, but you know, I don't know. I mean, it's impossible to say. But if they're playing a, a playoff game or a team where it's more competitive or the game means something, does he come back and play? I don't know. I mean, he's proven to us that he can play through stuff and maybe he would have done so. But leading into the All-Star break, it did not make a lot of sense. But it's kind of funny because I totally agree with you under normal circumstances, I would sit back and say, yeah, I, I don't want him to play. But now it's kind of this weird scenario where it's like, Giannis, you know, he's going to push to play. The team will try and hold him back. But if you see him doing stuff at All-Star break, it will almost be like a relief. Like, oh, he's fine. He's going to be fine. He's going to. He's at this All-Star weekend. And I'm sure even though I've got very little interest in the skills challenge and how the the family goes on the big stage of All-Star Saturday night or whenever they do that, I'm sure it means a hell of a lot to Giannis to be out there with his brothers on the floor. So I'm sure that he'll be pushing to be there. And uh, yeah, hopefully the the further scans that I'm sure they have to do uh, come up clean, and uh, we'll go from there. What's going and, on, Frank? It's, what is that? Is that there's
1: laundry. There's laundry going here. So you know, there's there's things drying. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the I think it's interesting. I'm I'm, I'm going back basically exactly a year ago. Um, February eleventh, you guys might remember, Bucks were in Phoenix, and Pat Connaughton hurt his hand, right? And he ended up fracturing um, the, the the fourth metacarpal in his right hand. Um, interestingly, it looks like the Bucks actually tweeted out that it was a fourth metacarpal fracture the night mm. of the game. So, so like literally, you did not have to wait um, even till the next day to get the news that he had fractured his hand. Uh, which again speaks to just the speed with which mm-hmm. NBA teams can at least do x-rays and, and determine if there's, you know, a break of, of some sort. So again, hopefully we've, hopefully we can rule that out. It was interesting. I don't know if you got, you saw it, but there were, they had a quick shot of him where he was, I think it was when he was in the tunnel and he was like kind of showing his hand to the nassus or something. And he was kind of like, like gesturing like this kind of, I don't know if you guys can see me doing this, but I thought he was doing like kind of this. So it was yeah. almost like between his, like, like his thumb and his, and his finger. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, was that even his wrist really, or was it like his hand or something? I don't know. So I think you, I don't know. Is, 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 when I saw him doing that, I was kind of like, well, hopefully it's not like a thumb ligament or something like that. Um, but again, we're just guessing at this point, And we've seen it so many times before, no, no more, uh, obvious uh, example of it then against the Hawks where, you know, it looks like he's torn his leg to shreds and, you know, a day later, two days, later, however long it took, it took an eternity. It felt like we hear no structural damage and, you know, whatever, whatever it was a week, a week later, he's playing in the NBA Finals. So, you know, we've been spoiled with Giannis, just being this superhuman bionic guy that just seemingly um, is impossible to hurt the same way that normal humans get hurt. So, yeah, you just cross your fingers and hope that this is just another example where uh, it's going to be a, a minor thing that he can he can rest up over the break and if not be back next Friday, hopefully not uh, long after. Absolutely. And as we said,
0: I'm pretty sure Bucks fans will still just wait for some sort of update and – yeah, I mean, the Bucs, sometimes you don't expect you in an update uh, from the Bucs. So at least we got the x-rays are clean. That is a positive sign, as you pointed to. Wasn't the only buck who didn't play much in this game or didn't play at all, Chris Milton, with the knee soreness. Maybe they're just taking care of them. I'm not sure if there's anything to worry about there. Pat Conradon with the calf. Obviously, Bobby Portis was out. And Jay Crowder still to come back. So they were shorthanded in this game, which means that there was opportunities for other guys to step up. Brook Lopez was awesome. Javon Carter was awesome. So we'll talk about this game a little bit after we talk about our new friends from nissan frank nissan okay (laughs) nissan uh, it feels very unnatural for me to say nissan nissan also a fantastic brand here in australia and we just say nissan I'm happy for some representatives from the company to reach out and let me know that it is Nissan across the board. (laughs) Nissan in Australia, but I'm happy to say Nissan, which brings us to our Nissan Most Electric Player of the Week, which is brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. And the uh, the Nissan Aria is a fantastic vehicle, but the Most Electric Player of the Week is Drew Holiday for his 40-point performance against the Boston Celtics. And much like the Nissan Aria... There is duality to the way that Drew Holiday plays the game and there is duality to the way the Nissan Aria performs on the road as well. Brilliantly fierce, fiercely elegant, stunningly powerful, elegantly powerful as well. And it delivers on the duality, the combination of fierceness and elegance, beautiful, but strong. The perfect SUV crossover. And uh, Drew Holiday, as we know, he gets it done on the defensive side of the ball, the offensive side of the ball, the 40-point performance was absolutely unbelievable. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV the all new all electric 2023 Nissan Aria. the EV for people who love to drive shop now at nissanusa.com all right frank that's one of my great performances when it comes to ad reads there's no doubt about that but the bucks did beat the bulls 112 to 100 in this game Do you want to start with Brooke Lopez and his 33.7 rebounds, two assists, four block performance, or do you want to start with Javon Carter, who came into the lineup and has scored 22 points to go six rebounds, six assists, and sometimes I've questioned his ability to score in the half court and facilitate, but he was pulling ridiculous passes out from all over the place, and he was scoring off the dribble. Poor old Dalen Terry, who came into the lineup and... I've got some good minutes and and shout out to the to the Rook, but he was clapping in Javon Carter's face and getting immediately scorched every single time he tried to take the challenge. So where do you want to start with, Javon Carter or uh, Brook Lopez? Because they were the two
1: stars of the game. Well, first I want to start with Nissan. Because um, as you were doing that ad read, I literally just looked up on YouTube how to pronounce Nissan. Yeah. And uh, I think the Americans are as always right, Kane. Um, so sorry. Well, I'm not to- surprised you would say that. I mean, this that is as American <laughs> as it
0: gets. God, no, it America. was this.
1: It was this Japanese. It was this like how to pronounce Japanese like car brands in English thing. So I want to start Nutella.
0: You want to start the Nutella um, contest? To I mean, conversation no,
1: again? you know, no. Just to put it in Australian terms, if I if I say no with like in with like three syllables, do you, do you understand it? No. Anyway, I mean, uh, it's, it's just disgraceful.
0: I'm under siege. <laughs> After what I thought was my best grade uh, in the history of ad Now rates. we
1: got, we got to start with uh, Brooke Lopez. Um, yes. He set the, he set the tone tonight, but even before Giannis got hurt, Giannis was kind of in like dishing mode. Um, and Brooke scored what? 15 points in the first quarter. <laughs> uh, knocked down a couple threes and had it going, getting, going to the basket. Um, I mean, he had a beautiful like pump fake from the three point line drive all the way in for a dunk that I think the, Brian Anderson was like talking about something else or there was something going on with the TNT broadcast so like they barely <laughs> even like acknowledged it it's like come on that was freaking really impressive from Brooke Lopez <laughs> show the dude some love but um but yeah i mean this this has been you know such a huge boost for the bucks that we've seen it i mean twice at least twice in the last week you know on the road trip particularly in that clippers game he comes out um portland game he you know did did similar things like he just has these nights where it's like oh you know what Drew Holiday isn't isn't cooking. Uh, Giannis isn't cooking slash for some period tonight. We, you lose him entirely. No Chris Middleton, and again, you just it's like once a week it feels like Brooke Lopez can just have these games where it's just like oh no that's that's an All Star caliber scorer and a guy that that can give you you know twenty five points on on any random night and did it again tonight even then and then some with you know thirty three and uh, I mean it's just such a luxury. To have a guy who's capable of doing that, and then to also be able to do it defensively, uh, was huge, right? I mean, just some of the the rim protection moments that that he had in this game. So, uh, so yeah, I think this was absolutely the the Brook Lopez game. Thirty three points, plus twenty eight in thirty three minutes, four blocks. He was, you know, fairly subdued in on the game in the game on Tuesday had the foul trouble against the Celtics. And honestly, like the game was not really trending his way anyway. There was very little Robert Williams, which, you know, from a Boston matchup perspective is really crucial to allowing Brooke to kind of do his Brook stuff and hang back and block shots. But when the Celtics are playing small, there was no Horford in this game either. Um, and they're playing kind of five out, essentially, obviously that limits some of what Brooke can do defensively. So, you know, again, there's gonna be nights like that with Brooke. there to be nights when you don't wanna close the game with Brooke necessarily due to matchups, but tonight they absolutely needed him because of the absences, most notably obviously Giannis, but also Bobby Portis. Um, so they needed him to come through. And man, I mean, he really carried them, especially through those three quarters and gave the Bucks I mean, it was a pretty comfortable night in in most respects. It was it was interesting. I mean, it didn't get really it didn't really become a blowout until late. Um, but Brooke kind of was always there to make sure that, you know, it got, got to a double digit lead early and kind of always stayed around that. Right. I felt like it was like eight to tell eight to 12 points for most of this game. And, you know, again, just the the ease with which Brooke gets to his spots and the touch that he has. Um, he's just such a unique player. And I mean, the the year of Brooke Lopez continues. Um, I tweeted it out after the game. You know, if Giannis is going to miss, going to miss the all-star game, come on, Adam Silver, do the right thing. Send Brooke Lopez. I don't care. You know, maybe Brooke doesn't even want to go because he's got, you know, the 15th closing of Splash Mountain he has to attend to, right? Like maybe he's going to like Euro Disney because they're, they're closing Splash Mountain there now or something. But, um, but yeah, uh, shout out to Brooke Lopez. He was awesome. And uh, it's been, I mean, he's been such a constant for the Bucs night in and night out with injuries. Chris Middleton in and out of the lineup. You know, Giannis obviously has, has not had the same level of, of injuries that, that uh chris has but bobby portis now being out a while and um you know the two constants for the most part have been drew holiday and brooke lopez and tonight um just a nice little reminder going to the all-star break just how much he's meant to them and again just how monstrous he can be on any given night
0: yeah i want brooke lopez to go to the all-star game to get the recognition and also i just think he'll be hilarious and there'll be great content but also he is a guy that probably deserves arrest as well. Do you know what the funny thing is? There was a great story on the TNT broadcast who, the guy that was doing sidelines, I believe his name is Duvall. perhaps. I'm not totally familiar. Kareem
1: ne- Nebal. Was it Nebal? It I'd never, Nebal? I'd never seen him before, but I'm I calling could be him totally... Duval. Anyway, he did a great totally, job. I could be totally butchering, uh, butchering it. Yeah. He did, he did a great job anyway. I will say that. Uh,
0: will see a bit more of him. I'm certain of that. But he had this oh, great story. N-
1: Nabil Kareem. Sorry, we got it backwards. Nabil, Nabil Kareem. There we go. I was calling him Duval, so I don't know what the hell I'm on
0: about. But anyway, he, he did a great job is the main point. And he had a nice little story there during the game about Brook Lopez and his back. And obviously we know this has been hurting him for a very long time to the point where he is managing, uh, managing it so well right now that he doesn't want to sit up straight. So when they fly, he, he lays down for the flights, uh, which is just funny to think about. And he didn't even get on the team bus to Chicago. He got his own driver to drive in there. So I guess like a limo or something so he could lay down for the drive to Chicago. I mean, he is a a humongous man. And like when you see, like all basketball players are big to me. I'm a very average sized uh, human, but he is like next level in terms of just how wide he is. And uh, so that is just a hilarious thought about him laying down on the plane and in the car and those types of things. And it does... You know, it's just interesting to hear how much the back has bothered him since all the way back in college, got the surgery, and he's only missed one game to this point. So take the rest. Although, as we've said this before, Frank, you can't tell me for a man that goes to that length to lay down in the car on the way to the game, not go on the team bus, you can't tell me riding Splash Mountain seventy-four times in a row in one day is
1: good for the back.
0: It can't be. I don't maybe that's, well, that's, the that's why area.
1: that's what that's why he has to lay down on the plane <laughs> yes. and and he's, and not he's take really buses from, yeah, yeah he's got it he, he's managing his load so that he can go and do splash mountain <laughs> and you know cram his seven foot frame into a tiny little uh roller coaster ride so uh hey as long as he's continuing to play at this level i'm not going to question what's brook what brook is doing in his spare time but. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, maybe skip the teacups at, uh, at Disney World next time. I, I, I think, you know, let's or, or, or D- Disney. I mean, Disney, you guys get so much free advertising off of Brooke Lopez talking about his love of Disney. Like, can we get like a, a special Splash Mountain or whatever? Like, you know, p- put some put some jumbo sized uh, little cars in the back of these rides so that, you know, you can fit a couple of Lopez brothers comfortably in here or just like a recline thing, like maybe something long (laughs) enough that he can just lay down in. Right. If, uh, just to keep the theme going, like, how do we get Brooke Lopez being able to lay down on most Disney rides? That's, that's really the, uh, the, the thing that the the people at the worldwide leader need to figure out your employ your employers, Kane, what am I even talking about? Like Disney, it's like, you're, you got an ESPN guy here with me. So, um, I know you've got a, I know you've got a direct line to, to Bob Iger. So put in the good word. Uh, I certainly will. I did believe we got a team email or
0: something. I better uh, get on to Bobby and uh, let him know to look after our man, uh, Brooke. Well, we're going to look after our listeners right now. They still got Javon Carter. By the way, we have to show some love to AJ Green as well. So we're still going to break down this game against the Bulls. More to come. It is sizzling hot outside here in Melbourne. If I'm stuttering, it's heat. The heat has got to me. It's 104 degrees over here. It is absolutely sizzling, almost as sizzling as AJ Green tonight on the floor, mind you. But the only thing that can get me through the day, because I'm just the the energy is sat. It is built bar. And if you're looking for a delicious treat and don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a built bar. Uh we got through the holidays a couple of months ago. I've spoken about this. You try and start the year eating healthy, maybe doing exercise. But let's be honest, eating healthy ain't all that fun. But it is if you're with Built Bar because it is healthy for you, but it also tastes delicious. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. There's only 130 calories, so you don't need to feel guilty about that. Four grams of sugar, plus you get a 17-gram protein hit as well. So it's pretty damn nice. And the good news is with all the flavors that you know and love, uh, you can get it now at Walmart or Sam's Club as well. So you can go to built.com if you're a loyalist, Uh, to the world wide web but uh, if you want to go to uh, Walmart or Sam's Club feel free to do that and pick yourself up a 13 box to chuck in the car and eat on the way home so if you're close to either Walmart or Sam's Club get in there get a cookies and cream a double chocolate perhaps some coconut puffs but if not go to built.com and check out the full range it is absolutely delicious Oh, I said uh, Javon Carter or A.J. Green. Uh, we've got to mention that stat line. A.J. Green just comes in and knocks down five threes in 23 minutes, which was pretty superb because overall, when you do lose Middleton or Middleton's not playing, you lose Giannis. You say, hey, uh, hopefully the Bucks can shoot the ball well from three. And they did for the most part throughout this game. 18 for 47, 38%. You'll take that every night of the week. But you know you're going to lose some free throws. I saw some stat. This might be the first game Giannis didn't attempt a free throw in the, in the Bud era. Now, we understand why, but... Uh, You know, only only played nine minutes, but that's a pretty easy source of offense and scoring for this Bucks team. So Carter and Green vitally
1: important with some shooting in this game. Yeah, I mean, a weird game for Javon, right? He scored. Did I hear correctly? He scored eleven in the first quarter. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing in the middle two quarters, and then he scores eleven in the fourth quarter. And then I mean, the fourth quarter it was like, you know, heat check Javon Carter time. I mean, he was hitting some, you know off the dribble two point shots that were really impressive. He had like a running banker. I mean, at this point, honestly, the game was out of reach. Like, you know, this was Javon Carter kind of feeling himself uh, Mm -hmm. at that point. So, but yeah, I mean, he's such a weird offensive player because he gets into these rhythms where he's really, you know, just feeling himself on mid Rangers. Obviously the three point shooting has been very good this year. He's been around 40% for so much of the year. The the pull up threes in transition. I don't think we saw any pull up threes in transition tonight, but uh, but he does get into these rhythms where you know even though he can't get to the rim at all, uh, he's just gets on just a jump shooting heater and he's able to give you a nice little boost. Um, so and and probably the, the honestly the thing that surprised me almost as much was six assists. Uh, I mean there was <laughs> one play where he attacked the basket, got to the paint, and fed Brook for a dunk, which. Like, Javon Carter doesn't do that. Like, he does not yeah. set people up for dunks. Like, he just is not a good passer. Like, he just doesn't have that kind of, like, vision to his game. Um, and, uh, you know, when he's when he is getting a, a, you know, a screen, right, like, maybe he'll sometimes, like, kick it out on a pick and pop. But for the most part, like, he's getting a screen. Like, he's shooting. Like, he he's not setting other dudes up. So, for him to not only give you 22 points on 13 shots, but also the six assists, six rebounds, I mean... Again, on a game where Drew Holiday was hit his first three, but then was was pretty kind of not. Let's just say this. Let's say it was a bit of a mean reversion game after his incredible performance on Tuesday. Can't expect Drew to you know put give you forty points every night, but uh, but yeah. And this this felt you know we we talk about sort of the infrastructure wins. This felt like an infrastructure win because guys were out. Drew Holiday maybe not his best game, and brooke lopez decides okay you know what i'll just have my best offensive game of the season javon carter says you know what i'm just gonna start hitting all sorts of jump shots and aj green who again like i've complained plenty about aj green when he was randomly playing ahead of a bochamp well tonight looked like marjan bochamp had you know emotionally uh, already started his uh his all-star break um i i tweeted that his body was in chicago but his so i think had boarded a spirit airlines flight to cancun he just kind of i don't know what was going on he just kind of looked out of it um oh for three from the field for him i think he eventually had a free throw maybe but um but he was not good but aj green i mean the greatest compliment i can pay aj green is when he takes a jump shot i'm expecting it to go in right yeah i mean you know he's uh he's just been a guy who has done a really nice job of just sort of being ready all season long doesn't play for you know two weeks has an opportunity you expect he's going to make a jump shot. And again, he's limited in other ways. Um, but I thought even tonight, I thought defensively he actually kind of battled pretty well. Um, even in situations where he was kind of certainly mismatched against, you know, people like Zach Levine or whatever, like, I mean, the guy he he's, he's smart, you know, he's smart enough to at least give himself a vague chance defensively. And again, you don't expect him to do do well when he's on an Island for an extended period, but um, but he competes again, he's the stereotypical, he's the son of a coach. Did you know that Kane? Are, aren't you shocked to hear that AJ green is the son of a coach. He's like the most stereotypical son of a coach guy that you could find. Um, although I, d- I do find it interesting that he shoots and has that high release the way he does. Cause I feel like shooting coach, you would not teach a guy to shoot that way, but mm-hmm. it's obviously extremely yeah. effective for him. And because the release is so high, it's, you know, pretty easy for him to get off even when people are around him. So, um, so yeah, I mean, again, just the, the way that he was able to just come in and just, you know, be that pressure release valve, especially on a night when you were missing so many guys, uh, especially, you know, really your, your key off, so many of your key offensive engine guys, uh, yeah, they needed that shot in the arm from him. And, um, uh, you know, again, for a two way guy to be able to kind of come in and, and give you some of that boost was, was, uh, was a really, really nice thing. And, um, you know, Mamu, 0 for 4, was, was competing, got a yeah. couple offensive rebounds, a couple blocks and a steal for Mamu. A couple <laughs> but, of nice blocks. Yeah. I would, I, I got to say, it's been disappointing. It feels like Mamu's like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of curious where his three point shooting numbers are here, but it feels like it's been quite a while since he hit a three. Yeah, he's only shooting 25% from three this mm-hmm. year. Last year, he was quite good. Um, And obviously, he was, yeah actually played a fair bit last year, but this year, 35% from the field. 25 percent from three so yeah the the shooting just has not been there and he just obviously you know when he's had his rare opportunities hasn't really been able to kind of show what what he can do but um but obviously tonight you kind of got got enough from enough dudes and uh I mean w- would have you know again would have been not shocking to lose this game given the context but to uh to come out and you know hit 18 out of 47 threes and shake off, you know, losing Giannis, not having Chris, Drew not having a great night. Again, 5 of 15 from the field, did have nine assists and only one turnover. Uh, but, yeah, just uh, just a luxury to have a team like this where you've got so many guys that on any given night can can step up and, and make shots. No question
0: about it. And uh, if it wasn't for the injury, it would have been pretty fun because the Bucs have now won 12. And we should mention, by the way, Giannis, I know he didn't get to play much tonight but he is now also the franchise leader for assists as well uh, so look we understand this but very very soon he is just going to be leading every single category in the franchise list I think he's actually only about eight or nine games behind the leader for just actual games played as well which is just kind of crazy to think about that nobody would have been in a Milwaukee Bucks uniform more than Giannis as well which uh, we love it we love seeing all these records tumble and uh yeah, you said he was in the system, mate. Eh? Maybe you wanted to get the record out of the way nice and early here. Make sure you check out the Locked On Game to Game podcast for everything going on around the NBA tonight. I gave a little update on the Yana stuff. I know everyone's caught up to that, but that's the way uh, that show goes. Game to Game, get it on your Locked On NBA feed, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, or, of course, on YouTube as well. Frank, uh, excitement levels for the All-Star break? Or the All-Star weekend activities, I should say?
1: Um. Pretty much zero, especially now that I know Giannis <laughs> is all but certain not to be playing in, in the All-Star game. Um, you know, the, the only downside is, and this is a weird thing, is obviously I'm thrilled that Drew Holiday is in the All-Star game. Um, now think I he's going to get picked last? Giannis will still pick. Oh, Orlando, I don't. Oh, I don't, I don't. I mean, I'm sure Giannis will, will actually draft the team. But um, I just like now it's like, ah oh, well, I guess should I watch the All-Star game because Drew is playing it? with no with no Giannis, I'm kind of like tempted to just not even bother watching the game. Although wow Wow. um I do I do enjoy the Elam ending. So um so that that in of itself maybe maybe just tune in for for the fourth quarter. But uh but yeah I don't know the the dunk contest I I feel like I've it's been touch and go whether or not I actually watch the three-point shootout and the dunk contest. Um so uh I I am yeah not very interested in all-star weekend this year. Hopefully Giannis can still coach the celebrity game, uh, with with the with a bum hand. Uh, my guess is he will be able to do that. And why don't you say who who would be the who would be the funniest player to have sub in for Giannis in the skills challenge with his brothers Nassis and Alex? If you could if you could pick any player to sub in, in the league in the league, yeah.
0: Jeez, I don't know. What? What are you thinking? Have you got someone in mind?
1: Well, I was just—I mean, I was just thinking like pick a end of the bench Bucks player, you know? Like Mamu. Mamu is actually going to be there. He's apparently in the G League, like rising stars game. Um. So you know, I mean, that nothing would supercharge TNT's ratings for All Star Saturday Night than to throw Mamu in. Uh, with I'm Alex saying put and, I'm saying put Mamu. No, nope. Mamu, Mom mom Veronica Veronica get her in yeah can she you know throw a basketball through a little hole for the assist thing throw a bounce pass through there Um, absolutely we'll say give her put her put her on TV Um, no but I don't really care that much about all star weekend and especially if if Giannis was in it I would I would definitely watch the game but um, but uh, I mean I'd be kind of shocked given given what we just saw if he was able to play. So I'm solely concerned with just, uh, hopefully it being a short-term thing. Cause, cause again, I mean, you're within your 41 and 17 Boston's only 42 and 17. You know, again, it would sink to lose Giannis for any extended period. Cause, uh, you actually, if you stay healthy, I mean, you, you have a decent chance to actually potentially even claim the one seed, which I, I don't think either of us were expecting that. Um, I'm still wouldn't bet on it. Um, uh, but, you know, you've got only 24 games left in the season. You still have one more game against Boston and it's at home in Milwaukee. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll kind of see what happens. By, by the way, I will say, I, this is one thing I know we talked about. I only comment on the Tuesday game. You know, it's always like the, the cliche of like, well, it's sometimes harder playing against teams when they don't have their like stars or whatever, which of course, like, you know, Bucks should have won that game by a lot more. You know, there's, there's no excuse for kind of the, the difficulty that they created for themselves in that game. But it was interesting. I, I have not seen the bucks that disorganized defensively. Like they literally like just did not seem to be prepared for the personnel that was on the floor. And probably because like there was no tape for a lot of those lineups. Cause like Muscala is brand new. Um, and so many, obviously the guys were pressed into larger roles than, than you would have expected. But I thought Boston just tons of off ball movement, tons of screening on the ball, off the ball, and it just felt like the Bucks were like constantly like not sure if they were switching, not switching, um, and uh, I don't know. It was just surprising, kind of how chaotic it was, which again I would not expect to see. You know, if Boston was was closer to full strength, so yeah, I don't know. It's it's been a weird year in the sense that like I just expect the Bucks to win every close game, and they kind of have won every close game. Um, and it it's funny. I don't know. Just rewinding the clock to. To a couple of years ago right i mean just thinking before the bucks won a title it'd be like oh like who? do they have that go to you know go to guys in in crunch time like Giannis isn't really like a, a typical like you know first option in crunch time periods and oh chris middleton you're really like chris middleton's gonna be the guy hanging on the ball, all that and and then you look what happens and basically they won every close game in to winning an nba title including beating the Phoenix suns who had sort of the ultimate closers theoretically in Chris Paul and Devin Booker. And I don't know the last couple of years, just in general, they're just a team that um, especially with the three weapons that we always talk about and the defense that they can dial up, especially when games get close and the switching they can do when they need to, or they can stay big with Brooke. Um, They've just become a very reliably good sort of team in these close situations. And um, obviously that you're going to need that, you need a little bit of luck as well to do that stuff in the playoffs. But, uh, but yeah, let's just say I was glad to be spared of a close game tonight. Um, nice that the Bucks did us that favor and uh, gave us a, a bit of an easier win heading into the All-Star break. Yep.
0: 24 games to go when they come back. And if they go 500, they're going to be around that win total that we discussed around the 53 win mark, which is just uh, hilarious to think about. They're in the mix for the first seed, which could mean stuff, If they get to a series with the Celtics, it uh, could be all important if you do eventually get to a game seven. So we'll be back. Uh, Frank might not be watching the All-Star, bro, but but don't worry. Uh, We're going to be podcasting. So do not think that there'll be no lockdown bucks. So make sure you subscribe, have the notifications on, jump in, drop a comment uh, on the show today or hit me up on Twitter as well. You can always do that and get involved. We appreciate it. We'll be back very soon. Not sure when we're podcasting yet, but we're going to get back into the buyout stuff, the roster stuff. There's more stuff to talk about Uh, before we head to the All-Star Weekend and then, of course, the road to the postseason.